1: You're listening to The Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Hello and welcome to chapter 50 of the Corona Diaries and it's all gone a bit strange today and the reason why it's gone a bit strange is for quite a while now Oh I better explain actually to Gillian Sue before we start, I talk with my hands so if you get distracted by that Oh that's fine Which means I've just given away what we're doing But (laughs) there's no Steve H today But we are sat with the most important people in his life outside of Lesser and Vibes, which is his sisters. Absolutely. So say hello, Jilly.
2: Hello, I'm Jill. I'm Steve's um, oldest sister, but not older than
1: Steve. No, no, we've established (laughs) that whilst we were talking. And say hello, Sue.
3: Hello, I'm Sue. And I'm the youngest sister.
1: Now, you need to come a bit closer to that mic, Sue, don't you? Okay. Sorry. That's all right. Mm -hmm. You never normally shy away from a mic. No.
3: (laughs) <laughs> well we Mike <Michael.
1: laughs> No, 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 no. And we've started. No because we do a we do a quiz, don't we? We do a quiz on a Sunday oh, night. We do. So we
3: do.
1: I got an invite to the family quiz and which is, is a giggle and a half. Um but you're never shy on the mic in the family quiz.
3: Oh no, somebody has
2: to stand up, don't
1: they? You lay down the law. She
2: does. She organises it. Well, you've got well. to have a system.
1: You have you have.
2: She's only a step away from collecting in the answers and marking them. I know that, don't you? <laughs>
1: Keeping
2: some sort of spreadsheet of the scores.
1: At this rate, we'll have to mail them in and yeah. we won't get the answer till Wednesday. <laughs> right.
2: There'll
3: be a graph soon.
1: <laughs> it's been plotted.
3: we we'll time for the
1: recount. All right. Bar or pie? Anyway, we'll leave it So I'm, I'm sat with I'm sat with Steve's sisters, and this is we've been threatening this episode. This episode has been threatened for quite a while, but it's the first time we've been able to get out of lockdown to be able to actually do it, which is which is great. So. Um, what I thought we'd do, if it's okay with you, they both look absolutely petrified. <laughs> <laughs> really do look petrified. What I thought we'd do is talk a little bit about life with Steve before any kind of fame and fortune and any of all, any of that stuff came along. Mm-hmm. So for you both, we'll start with you, Jill, because you're, um, as you said, older but not as old <coughs> as Steve. Um, first memory, first memory of your brother.
2: Oh, God. Um, crikey.
1: Who's now got time to prepare?
2: Several, really. One of my earliest memories is um <laughs> I used to have an imaginary dog that I used to lead around the garden. <laughs> I love this dog
1: uh-huh I'm already believing it
2: and um Steve used to delight in kicking it when I went past. <laughs> so, <laughs> That was one of my earliest memories, which, yeah, could have been character-forming, really, that one. He used to kick your <laughs> yeah, imaginary dog. he did. Dog. He used to kick my imaginary dog, and I can remember my mum telling him off, because I go, she's kicking my dog again. And she used to come out, stop kicking her imaginary dog. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my earliest memories. And the fact that he used to just fill the house with, you know... Lads from school, and they all used to pile in after school, and hmm. um, we'd just sort of try and play, but get go away, and <laughs> then spoiling our game, Mum. You know all of that because there, there's what five years between hmm. Steve and I, so um, so yeah, he was very much at school and in that sort of socially. Cemented, yeah, sort of friendship I, circle
1: that would be junior school time, yeah, yeah, because right. so, it's normally lads with boys at junior school, isn't it?
2: Four, is it four years? <laughs> oh, I, I do apologize, four years between me and Steve.
1: Well, I mean, up until recently, you're the same age because he's been lying about his age, I know, hasn't they,
2: I know. Well, we were gutted because that made us younger, you see. So I played on that for quite a while, yeah. <laughs> but now the truth's out, it's, it's devastating, but. <laughs>
1: I can't believe that. <laughs> because he was four years younger, you were four years younger as well. Absolutely. It's okay. got to have a knock-on
2: effect. Right, okay. okay. <laughs> it's got to be
1: something. So come on then, Arsu, your first memory of your brother.
3: Well, I don't know. I think my memories are probably going to be different to yours because I'm a year and a half younger than Jill. Right. So there's only 18 months between us, but then that's five and a half years yeah. between me and Steve. So mm. my most of my memories of Steve is that, he was generally made to look after us. Mm,
2: yeah, I felt quite true. sorry yeah, for him, really. Was, yeah, because but yeah.
3: He used to have to cart us around yeah. with him everywhere, yeah. really. Yeah. Spent most of his time trying to get away from us, didn't he? We just yeah. used to follow him around on we our did. bikes Yeah, we
2: Yeah, we'd, we'd just, like, toddle after him, you know, and it like, <laughs> trying to kick, kick us from behind, you yeah, know. trying to distract <laughs> us and send us in
3: the opposite <laughs> direction so he could bomb off on his <laughs> bike with his mates. <laughs>
1: So was he that typical rough and tumble kind of boy then at that age? Was it just all lads and footballs we, and playing war and?
3: We grew up on a council estate, so there was a lot of playing out in the street mm. yeah. and things like that yeah. when we were when we were younger. But mm. I think kids are a bit different nowadays. You know, yeah. as long as you have got a, a football or a tennis ball or yeah. something like that, so you mm. You were just out and.
2: And there was a lot mm-hmm. of us, weren't there? Was, when it was there, was, dark. There, was, there was a lot of kids that lived down the street. You know, we, mm. we could play sort of, there was a game called. Um, hot rice, and hot rice or egg and bacon. Hot rice, egg and bacon, all of remember these. The rules. Sort of, you know, involving a tennis ball. That's all I remember.
1: <laughs> hot but rice, there were, yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah, how did that go? I don't know. Until Mrs Homer remember. got hold of the tennis ball and then we just used stuff to, to play
3: out
1: and yeah, see. Yeah,
2: we had a very grumpy neighbour called Mrs Homer who, uh, if the ball went in her garden, she would steal it and stick a knife in it sometimes. Ooh. She was one of those.
3: Ooh. Well, she did used to confiscate them for a while. Yeah.
2: And She used uh, to keep them. Yeah, we'll She used
3: to, to have them. an outhouse full of... You know, um, different different sized footballs, tennis balls, you name it. That she would confiscated from various children in the street. Mm. She yes. probably
1: wasn't very happy.
2: I'm sure she wasn't. No, no. no. I'm sure. Well, she wasn't. She, <laughs> she was wasn't miserable when, when right. our Steve decided to deal with it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> His sense yeah. of natural justice came into force. Yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. Mm. <laughs> So you two are following around then. Yeah. Um, did he did he get babysitting duties as well? Was that was that a thing? Did mum oh and dad no. just disappear they off did They used and... to go
2: out, did nope. they? I they mean again it was it, there were different days, you know. I think my mum and dad only used to go out maybe once a, once a, year. a year to the, oh, to, to the ICI. <laughs> like, yeah, my dad works in, in a in a big nylon right. factory yeah. and they had an annual dinner and dance, you know, and that was the one night out really that my mum and dad used to have. And right. My gran used to come, didn't she, and, and babysit us most of the time. And I can't really remember st- stopping in without my gran coming, can you?
3: No. My gran was there a lot yeah. because my mum used to work as well. And so yeah. it it was always, I mean, Steve must have told you about my gran. And she used He'd to come and look after us and we had a, yeah. we'd had have egg and chips on her. Oh, God, yeah.
2: Well, nearly every day. Yeah, she was fab, my gran. Yeah, yeah. completely bonkers. Proper but, egg and but... chips.
1: Egg oh, the, yeah. Egg in the chip pan chips. Yeah, oh, yeah, chips, yeah. chips. Yeah. chips. 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 and, oh, yeah. and, and chip an egg in the chip pan as well.
3: Oh, no, oh, no. all
1: oh, right. Pan. I Have you never done that? she's
3: oh, no. not a monster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we grew up 15 miles apart, but there no. seemed to be a lot of differences. Egg in the chip, never pan. tried an egg in a chip pan. No. Oh, it's fantastic!
2: Yeah, oh, mm. oh, no, I'm thinking about that. I mean, when no, I mean,
1: I mean, I mean, a car kit in my mid 50s, so I won't be thinking of it. But. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Might as well take
3: yeah. your hat up and yes. stamp yeah. on it.
1: Not <laughs> 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 quite region, but he's getting there. I don't think we did it all the time, but egg and chips, oh dippy yes. egg as well.
2: Dippy egg, it's got to be a dippy egg. Yeah. yeah, oh absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So my gran mm. used to come, didn't she? And mm. um, she was there most days. Like Sue yeah. says, my mum worked full time, so she'd be there when we got home from school. Yeah, and used to cook our tea and. Yeah. Yeah, by his comics and stuff, and yeah,
1: yeah, that's what Grand's do. Yeah, she was.
3: Fabulous. She worshipped our Steve. That week was mm. golden
2: boy. Was well, she did when he got the piano because she used to <laughs> be a little bit of a pianist. You see, yes. so we'd often come in from school <laughs> to hear the. She used the to play the piano the like keys. those doors. Yeah, she did. It was <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely. But but then try to teach our Steve this is what you want to be doing. You know, yeah. she'd be bashing out these bloody <laughs> awful children.
1: Knees up Mother Brown. <laughs> the bells of St. Mary's.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, hilarious. And he'd just be looking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so when did he first start showing any kind of musical? sort of bent then when did that start to manifest itself
3: well as I remember it he just suddenly announced one day that he wanted a piano mm. and my mum and dad thought it was probably just a phase he was going through so they got him, they got him this thing out of the free press yeah yeah and he'd, he just used to sit and play it all the time all the time, didn't he? All mm-hmm. the time until mm-hmm. he you know he'd, he'd listen to something and then he'd he'd just sit there until he could play it
2: yeah he? Yeah. And
3: I remember that, but then we were obviously off with our mates as well. Yeah. Yeah. Like by then. yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, because that would be his teens, wouldn't it? i would be like his yes. mid-teens. So, so you w- you were like... you were just starting to get out and about and do yeah. your thing, weren't yeah. you? Yeah, 11, Still got 12-ish. a dog at that point? or <laughs> No,
2: I think, I think he'd kicked it to death by
3: <laughs> right, right. I don't so even I don't... remember
2: the dog. Don't you? No, I, have a very I remember very... the tales off
3: the dog, but I don't remember the a dog. A very
2: faint memory of it. But, yeah, I don't what even know how old I was. What breed was it? Oh, I can't even remember. Colour? I think it was brown and white. Right. It's only a little dog.
1: It was only a little dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> with imaginary dogs, it can be as big as you want it to be. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it wasn't huge. It was just a little <laughs> manageable. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've met plenty of people with imaginary friends, but I've never <laughs> no. met anybody with an imaginary oh, dog. dog.
2: <laughs>
3: That's it. Hi, Jill. Oh dear. Oh god.
1: So he's starting to play then in his in his mid-teens. He's Mm. he's starting to bang away on this piano that he got from the free press. Did you say it was four pounds?
2: I think it was. It It wasn't much,
3: was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my mum said, "I'm not wasting a lot of money on one because he'll he'll be sick of it in three months."
2: Yeah.
1: Did he go through phases then? Would that be normal? No. (laughs) No, no, (laughs) not not really. Right.
2: Not re- no, not really. But I think
3: no. it just sounded like, there were, I don't it's maybe a council estate upbringing, but when you were at school, there were kids who had a piano at yeah. home. Yes. And we, we weren't one of those families, a family. No. that we wasn't us. no. No. <laughs> no, to be uh, fair, we weren't either. No. no, and so I think, you know, I think the, the whole idea just seemed completely alien, mm. and so I think she just
1: thought it was a fad.
2: Yeah.
1: And how did she get a piano at home? Can't remember. Do you know,
2: I was just thinking that. I can't... I've no recollection of how it got in the house. We were at Grove Vale by then, Yeah.
3: We? So we moved there when I was 10. Yeah. So Steve must have been about 15,
2: 15. 16 then. Yeah, yeah.
3: So, uh, no, I've I've no idea.
1: But it appeared one day. Me, me dad
3: a, probably got a meet with a van a for or something yeah. like that. Yeah,
2: yeah. And yeah.
3: And that
1: just yeah. seemed
2: to be there one day, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's... the only thing I can remember (laughs) oh we've got a piano
1: (laughs) and that's when the blind piano tuner came into your life then
2: yes yes he he came to to initiate because it was dreadful one I think it had got keys missing and stuff and and when he got it and he came and sort of put it all straight didn't he? and tuned it and replaced some the hammers and whatnot yeah Mm. And then it and it sounded lovely. Yeah, it did. Yes, yeah. It was it was good. It it was a bargain, I think. Because yeah. it did sound pretty good, didn't it? Once it got
3: think it all working. Steve found out years later that it was quite a decent one. <laughs> As mm. It turned out. Mm.
1: <laughs> so dare I ask where it went?
2: It was in the back room.
3: It was it was in the back room, and then after Steve had moved to London to find his fortune. Yes, yes, indeed, <laughs> straight away with uh, gold and all that. And fortune. Did he? I I can't remember whether he got my mum to sell it. I know he, I know he had a piano at Englefield Green when he lived there. Yeah, but I don't think it was the same one. that one? one.
2: No, it it wouldn't have uh, moved. I think he must have eventually
3: given my mother consent to To sell sell it. Yeah.
1: So the first piano eventually went. Mm. Right. But he used to bang this, bang away on.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I can remember one of his first tunes was Let It Be, wasn't it? He sat and he, he. learnt all mm. the chords to let it be and it was that <laughs> Cause mm. he, and Beatles tunes one, mm. one of my memories was um, he was playing um, what was it Fool on the Hill mm. and he, he learnt to play mm. that as well and me, <laughs> me grand was in the kitchen <laughs> cooking our tea mm. and he just launched into um, Fool on the Hill and uh, what was it <laughs> Day day after day is it day after day, <laughs> and my gran just went month after month, year after year. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm <from> the kitchen. <laughs> so we just shook the lid.
1: Not it later.
2: <laughs> Practising a bit. And did he sing
1: back then? Did he sing while he was playing? Yes.
2: Yeah, he did. Yeah, he always sung because yeah. he went to the uh, William Appleby yeah, the choir. music mm. choir. Yeah. yeah. I think that, in the early days, he was sort of sent there because he suffered quite badly with asthma. Um, That probably links to his allergy to cats. That's how it sort of manifests. Mm. He gets very breathless. And he had quite bad asthma as a a younger child, didn't he? Um, So I think somebody would suggested, if he Mm. went and learnt singing techniques, Mm. it would help with with Mm. his asthma. Mm. So... um, so that's sort of why he started in the choir. Mm. So he, he knew he could sort of hold a tune and mm. pick up mm. music and sort of had a good ear. Mm. And Mr Appleby said, he was not a
3: bad singer, but he'd never be a soloist. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: Apparently he said that
3: on
1: one of his reports. There's a Did you think he could sing? I mean, the difference between being... I mean, I can hold a tune... Mm. But I don't think my voice sounds very nice. But did you did you think he could sing?
3: Now, I remember him getting his he had a he had a record player when he got his his first record player. Mm. And I've got a memory of him sat cross-legged in the middle of the floor in front of his record player. Singing along to something and I can't remember what he was singing along to. I came bowling down the stairs and my d- dad was stood in the hallway just sort of listening through mm. the crack in the door. Mm. And I remember standing with my dad listening to him singing oh. and waiting until he'd finished before we went in. Yeah, yeah. And it, it and it was lovely. Yeah.
2: Mm. So, yeah. You he had got quite a... Well, he still has quite a distinctive and different mm. voice. Um But, yeah, he he could... Yes, he, he. Yeah, I think he could. He, he got the ability to sing well.
3: I think it took him a while from an early age. I think it took him a while until he was he was willing to stand, stand up front up. and centre. Yeah. When, when he was mm. in the in the first bands he was in, Des used to do most of yeah, the he singing. Did, didn't yeah, in, yeah. In yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah. And he used the to do backing vocals. Yeah. Until they moved to London, and then when they moved to London, Des didn't want to go, did he? No. And when they went down there, then Steve just stepped up. Then, mm. Mm. and it was it was incredible because it turned out that he
2: was a better singer, really. Wasn't he? Yeah, it? yeah, he was. Yeah, definitely.
1: It's often it's often the way these things work out. So yeah. he started banging around a piano. Mm-hmm. He's doing a bit of singing. Mm-hmm. You two are. You've still got your. We don't know if you've still got your dog, but there's, there's a possibility <laughs> there might be a dog around. <laughs> You're clearly fine. You're getting away with murder because you're the youngest. I
3: was always out. Yeah. Um, yeah no, I was no, never in. No,
1: no, no. I, can, I can tell. I can tell. Um, just, just for the record, um, Jilly's been playing the piano on the table. Every time she says the piano, she plays the piano oh, on the table. Was, yeah, and Sue's just got this twinkle in her eye. So we know whatever Sue got up to is probably worth a podcast in its own <laughs> right. Yeah. Um yeah. So, so he's doing the piano a bit and he's doing a bit of singing. And, and But what, what, what else is... I mean, it's obviously just starting to go out starting to find his feet in terms of going out is he going into Doncaster is he going to see bands is he you know because because the, the stories we've had on the podcast are him dressed like some form of 60s loon mm-hmm. um that was a bit later right so sort of school years he
2: had, i can remember him having having long hair at school and right. getting into or sixth form yeah he got into quite a lot of bother because mm. of the length of his hair and I think I don't know whether my mum sent him off to get it cut or whether I can't remember, but I can remember him just coming home one day absolutely distraught, but silently distraught, you know, in through the door, hmm. in with his Parker hood up, through the front door, slamming the door, straight up to his room, slamming his room door, and oh, bloody hell, what's gone off? And it transpired that he'd had this he'd unwanted gone for, haircut. Yeah. Oh. Gone gone for a trim, came back with a short back himself. Yeah, oh. and he was abs. Oh, he was livid, absolutely was livid. Just, yeah. So he he'd always sort of wanted to look a certain way, way. and didn't care what everybody thought, you know. Mm. But mm. Um, but yeah, he he sort of adopted sort of velvet flares and. Uh,
3: yeah. Now, after he'd done his O levels, when he was sixteen,
2: mm.
3: there was four of them. They went and rented a caravan in Scarborough. Scarborough, didn't they?
2: they did, yeah, yeah. And
3: I remember the photographs from that. So he was—he'd yes. got quite long, on hair. hair. Then. And there was um, there was Benneth. Yeah. He'd, he'd got long, yeah. in there, hadn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah. And so he was he as as he still is. <laughs> <laughs> this is of sound as he still is. He's he's quite a. He's always been quite a pretty mm. boy. Yeah, you know that. That sounds a bit. Like a lass. but it yeah, and he'd got this sort of <laughs> That's dark, how you hair. Have said it in yeah. <laughs> and also, I can remember as, as teens, he would go out in some of my clothes as well, which used to tee me off no end, right? Um, but he'd borrow like my jackets and, and shirts and stuff, right. and I'd see him just dis- now. He was old enough to go out, obviously, whereas I wasn't, and he'd disappear off out in, in, in one your of my clothes. bloody shirts. And I'd right. be, you know, screaming at my mother, stop it, stop it. <laughs> and he'd be off looking, like running. So, yeah, and Doncaster Town Centre, as, as I'm sure you know, you know, it's a sort of ex-mining town. Mm. It was still a mining town in those days. And mm. they didn't really like the look of him, shall no. we say. No, He yeah. was accused of being He had a trench gay. coat many a time, wasn't it? He had a trench coat. A it, long that was in the winter yeah, yeah. trench coat. Almost down to the floor. And then he went on did he have an Afghan coat? No, it wasn't. It was a, it was the trench coat. He didn't yeah. have an Afghan coat. No. they were they were quite popular. But if you wore that sort of thing, you were definitely mm. in an in another camp mm. than than mm. Um, most of the teenagers in Doncaster. Mm. So yeah, a lot of people used to object to to how we looked.
1: The the way he's described it. I do. I've always thought Doncaster probably wasn't naturally the place I would have gone to experiment with that particular no. look. No, no, um,
3: no, definitely not. Especially not when you're wearing yellow clogs and you need no. to run yellow away from the green <laughs> <you laughs> <have laughs> Yeah.
1: God. I mean, I mean, it's a nice, down-to-earth, honest place, but it's not very liberal no, of thought, is it? No. Or, it, or it, it certainly didn't... No. I don't remember and, it And being. he wasn't
2: very big either. I mean, he's, he's not much taller than no. me, and I'm not mm. tall. Um, and he, he you know, he's, he certainly isn't a sort of masculine type of no. figure. So he was... God knows what he was thinking, to be honest. But he very often used to come home covered in blood, or wake up covered in blood, <laughs> should I say? Because very often we, you know, he'd come out of his bedroom in the morning and we, oh dear, what's happening? <laughs> or he'd been to <laughs> hospital <laughs> to get his head stitched. Yeah, yeah. If he ever loses oh, his hair, dear.
3: his, his oh, scalp, his, his head will look like will, a road map. Yeah. Honestly, yeah.
1: If he ever loses his hair, <laughs> oh, I didn't think we'd oh, dear. get onto that. Oh. <laughs> So was there, was there a group of them then? I mean, he did, or did he just unilaterally go out in a pair of yellow clogs and... Um...
2: No, he'd, he'd meet up with them probably in town. He didn't have... He didn't. I don't remember him having any friends that lived locally. No. So they'd meet right. up in town. They were all from so. school, weren't they? Yeah. yeah. Um, all from different areas. Ben lived in Domsdale and yeah. all that up there. Yeah. And
3: so they used to go into town and then meet in town mm. or get the bus in.
2: Yeah. That's when it used to start.
3: And then I'll get their individual buses home and so on. Right, so consequently, as yeah. soon as they split when up. He was walking back for yeah. his yeah. bus. Yeah,
2: waiting yeah. for the bus, you know, and everybody's full of beer and yeah. you're stood in a queue with people who can have a good look at you. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And take offence.
1: That's right. <laughs>
3: Not that, I mean, it. Even if him and his friends were together, I mean, one angry young man could probably have taken (laughs) a lot of them because there was nothing. No,
2: nothing on him,
3: was there? Three stone wet through all of them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. he didn't develop his aggression until much
2: later.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Apart from your dog.
2: Apart from my dog, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, So when, when did he first start with bands then?
3: After he'd got his piano... That used to, um, there used to be him and Ben. ben. And, um, oh, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have said the full the, name. And, the, and Des yeah, and the, who, were in, Des. who were in Harlow, who right. were the band that did the tour they on the, the ship. They did the tour. They did the show on the ship. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they they all just used to gather in my mum's dining room, didn't they, where the piano was? Yeah, that
2: was and they Used fab- to come and no. practice around our mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And and so Me and Arthur were at that age where we were quite... Yeah.
1: Oh, quite taken yeah. by all that. Yeah, yeah.
2: Oh, it That's was great. great. Oh, yeah. please was let me play great. the tambourine. Mm. No, yeah. get out. And was it oh, just
1: it was you good. that were quite <laughs> taken? It was you and your mates?
2: Oh, my mates were just totally in love with our Steve. Right. Completely mm. in love with our Steve, which, which he used to love. Yeah. Um, we'd get the bus back from school, um, and by that time he'd left school... And he was, you know, doing whatever he was doing, working or, you know, out and about. If, if ever we got the bus and our Steve was on it,
1: yeah.
2: my friends would, you know, be, oh, my God, you're me And I'd be like, oh, God, and I was just so embarrassed. And, and he would play...
1: Well, particularly if he was wearing uh... one of your blouses. Well,
2: like, yes. And I'd, I'd try to ignore him like you do when you're yeah. a sort of an early teenage girl. And he would shout from the back of the bus... Ah, oh, Jill, <laughs> go, come and sit here. Come and sit here. And I'd be like, oh, God. God. And of course, all my mates are, oh, go on. And they'd be pushing me down the aisle of the bus to sit so with my own brother. To sit with my own brother what, because they'd have to sit there as well, I right. say. And, and he'd love it. And, oh, and what's your name? And what's your name? And they'd be all like, oh. And I'd think, oh, my God. Why didn't I just get the next bus? It was just just so embarrassing. And But yeah, my mates. I'll, I'll come round when's your Steve in <laughs> you're not coming round when our Steve's in he's not in I'll <laughs> uh, call that's, that's the difference between our Jill
3: and me and our Steve see you had street cred didn't you? <laughs> whereas we had none of that right <laughs> we had none of that I, I just used to find him hilarious I, I just used to love it he
2: <laughs> was he was very funny yeah
3: I used to love him if, if we had to get on the same bus to go into town, I I used mm. to love it because he did used to mess about, didn't
2: he? Oh, he did, yeah. Oh, well, if we used hilarious. to go to town most Saturdays, didn't we? Because at, at the at that time there were no big supermarkets, so the Saturday was going off to town with your mum to yeah. get the weekly shop to the, to the shop. market and everything, yeah. and and we all used to go, didn't we, to help carry the stuffs because your yeah. dad was often at work on a mm-hmm. Saturday, so we'd all end up going and. I don't it, remember it
3: being obligatory for
2: him. Oh, no, it wasn't. He would just nothing grace was us with his him. presence if he'd oh. not got nothing better to do. I'll yeah, come with you this that, week. And, and my mum would be like, Oh, oh how nice. helpful. Yeah. And we think, Yeah, yeah. We come every week. You too, get that bag. Yeah, come we'll get that bag. Come on, I'll mm-hmm. sit with our Steve. All oh, right.
1: <laughs> 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 so he's, he's ruled the house, hasn't he? Oh,
2: yeah.
3: oh definitely. What? Definitely. Yeah. He could do
1: no wrong. Mm. Yeah. My yeah. my my youngest son, Jack's like that. Mm. He just rules our house. Well, it, it doesn't matter what anybody else wants. That's it. It's his house, mm. you know, and and everything revolves around him.
2: Yeah. But he was never unbearable about oh, it. Oh, no, we, did, we didn't we did sort of... There, were, there was no... I mean, it used to pee us off now and again. Yeah. <laughs> Bloody hell, he gets away with murder. You know, I can remember yeah. him being allowed to, yeah. you know, stay out late and... I'd get to the same age but I wasn't allowed to do that no. it's different no it's not different you know was, we used to have this constant gripe didn't we about what he'd been allowed to do and what we yeah. weren't allowed to do yeah probably um,
3: suffered more with that than you I
1: think <laughs> yeah I was going to say I bet you got away with it as well didn't you at the other um, end did you know?
2: no she just used to no, do I it just, anyway and face the consequences I just did get on with later. my mother
3: for a period
2: of about five years
3: right okay we yeah. had very very different ideas right. about right. how things should be right mm-hmm.
1: Okay.
2: Yeah, I,
1: I so think I was just a typical life, right
2: middle you. child. Yeah. You know, I mm. would sort of just, yeah, no, oh, okay, the quiet life sort of, yeah, all right then. But you, you didn't, did you? No, I wouldn't. I, oh, I was dreadful.
3: I was a complete horror box. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay.
2: Even though spin off, I didn't spin off, podcast. I didn't even do anything that
3: bad. I just wouldn't be told. Yeah, I,
2: I think defining, as well they had a they had quite a probably understandable at the at the time they had a different attitude because we were girls I think mm. and I can remember <laughs> remember me dad. God love him. So we used to go out together because there's only for oh 18 months God. between us. Yeah. So if we were going out, you know, we'd, we'd be going clubbing or whatever. And I can remember in the, in the days when you used to wear a pair of leggings and a long T-shirt, you mm-hmm. know, I can remember him shouting mm-hmm. after mm-hmm. us as we were going mm-hmm. for the bus. Elaine, call <laughs> her back. She's got no trousers on. She's shouting, shouting mm-hmm. after me because mm-hmm. I, I thought, oh, you know, I've got the... The big Wham sort of T-shirt on and <laughs> mm. off I was off, Yeah, off yeah. I was going to the nightclub. Mm. She's got no trousers on, he's screaming down the street. And I'm going, oh God. So yeah, they had yeah. quite a, a, that attitude. Because so we were girls and, yeah. it, and it was different, but we couldn't see how it was different at the time, could we? My dad used to
3: take us all into town. And that, that was in the days when... Nobody wore seatbelts. No. And, you know, as mm. far as the seating capacity of a car was how many people That'd you could actually cram in the door. Yeah. and yeah. get the door shut. Yeah. 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 And he, I remember he used to drive us into town. He did. He? Loads he was of our friends and that and drop oh, us off yeah. outside the nightclub. Picking mom, loads of us up on the way. My mum said he used to come back just completely <laughs> covered in <laughs> lipstick and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and she used
2: to say, It's a good That's... job, I know where you've been. Well, our mates <laughs> used to Thank you, Mr. and Give him a
1: kiss. he would
3: be covered
2: in all his lipsticks. Driving
1: van. <laughs> and did he, did he volunteer for that quite
3: a lot? <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, and, and that was all he had I think to do for liked us. You, dad. <laughs> when Steve was in the band, my dad used to drive the van if yeah, he got he did. stuck. Yeah, yeah, didn't he did, he? yeah, they had nobody to drive the van. Then oh. my dad, who had to stepping. be up next morning for work yeah. at six o'clock or Blessing. whatever, you know, Dad, mm. is there any chance you could just drive us to this gig in Carlisle mm. or something like that? And he used to do it. Didn't he, he did, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he did. did
1: none of them drive, or could they just not be trusted?
3: Um, I don't remember anybody in Harlow being able to drive. No, it
2: was Chris. It Proctor. was Chris Proctor
3: when Chris Proctor came to the to the band to do the lights. Then Chris yeah. Chris could
2: drive. Chris right. could drive. Yeah, he used to be the light the lights man as well. So he had a dual role. Yeah, yeah he was indispensable. Yeah. Was Chris? Right. So he didn't. Used to drive them. They had yeah. this friend called Jack.
3: Yeah, Martin Benny. His Martin name was. Martin Benny Jack, but they used to call him Jack, Jack. Benny. Yeah, and uh, he used to drive the van for mm. them because they bought. <laughs> yeah, they had a, they had a band's van when none of them could drive, didn't yeah, they?
2: they? That's did. mad. But when we were <laughs> older, when we were older, we'd we'd go, wouldn't we? And we'd oh, we'd we go would. in the back of the van. I mean, yeah. when you think about it now, and be, my God, there was all this equipment in the back of the van. Not. Really secured. No. <laughs> it was rolling from one yeah. side to the other. Me and Arthur would be sat on a monitor or something, yeah. like top a career top top of a case case. in In the, the pitch dart, <laughs> you know, all the way to God knows where and pile out the back of this that. we with the band. Yeah. You know, and trying eight, to get and in Probably these.
1: eight of your mates as well.
2: No, no, there weren't. No, we wouldn't allow. No, no, we wouldn't allow. Your mates were barred by then,
3: weren't
1: they? Yeah. Okay.
2: you were yeah, very strict so with it. Almost, we were. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. were. So we used to go, didn't we, trying to get in yeah. these working men's clubs that yeah. uh, they used to play, where women hadn't been in for, you know, a hundred years. And yeah. <laughs> we were like, I've, yeah. I've
1: played a few clubs on. Like <laughs> yeah. Hello. It, 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 well,
2: you'll it. have to sit at the back. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'll have to
3: buy bingo tickets if you want them to come in here. (laughs) So you used to have to buy bingo tickets. Times we've
2: got told off for talking during the bingo. Oh, don't talk during the bingo. Oh, my God, honestly. And then we'd we'd start to giggle and just... Oh, Oh, it's even worse. Giggling through the bingo is
1: worse than talking.
2: Awful. There was always an old man at the front desk when we used to say...
3: Well, we're with the band. Mm. And they always used to look at us and say... Are you affiliated? That's right. Yes. Well, there's a question I never. never <laughs> I never understood. Still don't. I
1: bet he was wearing I still a blazer. Don't
2: know what that
1: means? And they always used to wear yes. a blazer.
3: Yeah. And a, and a probably a man of high. Yes.
1: And normally three or four pens in his top pocket of his blazer. <laughs> yeah. Always some kind of military badge on his blazer as well. Yeah. yeah.
2: Look at all this tackle they're bringing in here. If you were any good you wouldn't need all that. You need all that? Yes, no. Yeah. Yes, to that. A decibel meter. It yeah. used, used to cut out, didn't he, During the first <laughs> yes. song cuz they'd gone over well, the everything in darkness. Everything. As if late. David
1: Bowie had appeared with the recorder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but well we we probably can stop there only because we've been to, we've been talking nearly half an hour, would you Half an hour. But what I think we should do and, and and I'm making an executive TCD decision here, mm-hmm. which means this very well might get cut out. Um, I think we should carry on. So yeah. I think we should maybe do 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 a little bit about life after, after. Mm, he starts okay. to become a little mm-hmm. bit better known. So we'll 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 stop there for a sec. But it looks like you're going to be starring in two episodes. It Looks like you're going to be oh, TCD fifty and TCD fifty one. We oh, could oh, take oh, control. You could. You could. <laughs> this is. You wait. You see patrons it'll it'll soar when oh. they know you're coming back for fifty one. Absolutely <laughs> sure Right, so we'll we'll say tata there for a mo. Uh and the next voice you hear will actually be uh Steve's because he'll, he'll he'll do a bit a bit of diary. Uh and then I think me and him will probably have a little bit of a chat at the end. Mm-hmm. But Sue and jilly will be back next time. But thanks for thanks for so far.
2: Absolutely welcome. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Wednesday 15th of June, Warsaw Congress Hall. Staggered out of the bus and into the Forum Hotel at 4am and went back to sleep to wake around noon. I showered and went out looking for a hairbrush. I have recently begun brushing my hair after washing it, something I've not done in 20 years. I eventually found a hairbrush and bought it at a cost of 120 slotties about four quid. When I returned to the hotel, John A was in reception with Pete and Mark. We decided to take a cab over to the old town and have a wander. Mark was on a mission to buy a chess set and Pete was hoping to find a present for Fiona. I took them back to the shop I found in March where I bought the decanter and the bangle. It's a designer shop which combines silver and amber art and craft and it's nothing short of an Aladdin's cave of beautiful things. Not cheap though. Pete bought a bangle for Fiona and I chickened out of 60 quid's worth of amber and silver beads. I already regret not buying them. We sat in the square and had a beer while I was hustled hard by a beggar woman who did the whole hysterical crying routine no tears at me. Mark had already given us some money and I was weakening when she started prodding me and pinching at my leg. I can't cope with that from people I don't know and as I motioned her away she spat at me. Nice. To be a successful beggar you need a better grip on human psychology I think. Returned by cab to the hotel, bumping into the camera crew in the square on the way to the taxi and left by minibus to the nearby Palace of Culture and Science, also known contemptuously as Stalin's Gift by the locals. From my room on the 24th floor of the hotel, I could still look up at this monstrous edifice, which is, perhaps, the bastard son of the Empire State Building and a pagoda. It was built on the instruction of Joseph Stalin in the late 40s as a monument to and for the Polish people. The term gift is one of Polish irony, of course, bearing in mind the Russian occupation of the country. The Poles paid for it dearly and the enslaved locals were forced to build the thing. Love it or hate it, however, it's still the most distinctive building in Warsaw, and we were to play in the theatre, which juts from the rear at the ground level, following in the footsteps of Bowie, the Doors, and McCartney. For me, it was a thrilling contemplation. The theatre reminded me of the Albert Hall, although newer and cleaner. I was informed during sound check that the audience would not be allowed forward to the stage during the show; they were worried about the decor. I told Nick to let them know that in the event of the security men being violent with any of the audience, the band would leave the stage. Sound check was uneventful. I had plenty of room to run around in front of the monitors. I was getting quite a lot from the PA. Returned to the hotel to lie flat before the show. We got off to a bad start. They wouldn't turn the house lights down until we went on stage, so we couldn't set up the usual atmosphere before we went on. No one told the band, so I was still reeling under the shock when we struck up. Before the fourth song, Sugar Mice, someone shouted that they weren't being allowed to come to the stage. I'll come to you then, I found myself saying, and during the guitar solo, I climbed down from the stage and up the centre aisle, tweaking the shoulders of the security men and shaking hands and hugging anyone who could reach. It's not something I would normally do. I felt self-consciously Bono-ish, but although it wasn't planned, it helped the general state of affairs. The security men seemed to relax as they realised there was no prospect of hysteria in the crowd, and I had demonstrated to the audience that I respected and trusted them. Towards the end of the show, people were allowed forward to the stage and we finished the evening on our own terms, feeling comfortable. No one got upset or hurt and the fabric of the building was undamaged. For me, it finished off an unusual and memorable three days in Poland. Afterwards, we were taken to a nightclub for a party in our honour where I had my photograph taken with pretty girls and my hand shook and paid compliments by men in suits with Lecfoense and moustaches, same as the old boss. It was now Ian's birthday, and what better setting to celebrate it than this? Typically, he never turned up and went overnight on the crew bus. Had a couple of beers, loosened up for an hour, tightened up again and went back to the hotel, falling into bed around four. Tuesday, 16th of June. Warsaw, Eindhoven. Happy birthday, misery guts. Nick called me at 11 to remind me that we would be leaving at 12. I packed and checked out of the Forum Hotel, picking up free T-shirts which had been left for us by Jack and Kinga at the record company. Drank much-needed coffee before climbing aboard the bus which was to take us to Eindhoven. It was going to take all day and all night. Steve Rothery had flown to Paris to see Californian band Enchant, whose last album he had produced. Ian Mosley, who celebrates his birthday today in our absence, had gone overnight last night with the crew, so there was only Mark, Pete, Nick and I on the bus, along with bus driver Paul. We stopped to go to McDonald's for breakfast before leaving Warsaw, and I gave the remainder of my Polish money away to the people next to me in the queue. The food was indistinguishable from the stuff I used to get in the McDonald's opposite Windsor Castle. How do they do it? Ate my cheeseburger and chips on the bus, and we made our way out into the Polish countryside for the long journey west. Watched movies to pass the time. I saw The Commitments for the first time. I thought it was okay. I later saw the second half of Basic Instinct, which was a bit of a struggle if you've missed the first half, just a lot of death and shagging. I thought the leading man, Michael Douglas, had a bum like a baboon. When we got to the border around 7pm, we saw our truck still waiting in the truck line to clear customs. They processed the paperwork very slowly. It had taken our diamond truck driver, Simon Lake, Eight hours to get into Poland, and I was later to learn that getting out took him 18. How the hell do these people expect to conduct trade with the West when they put every truck in and out of the country through this insufferable pantomime? Fortunately for us, bosses use a different lane category, so we were only delayed for half an hour or so. I eventually went to bed somewhere in East Germany. Couldn't get to sleep, so I got up again and went to the back lounge to join Nick and Pete watching Kevin Costner in Robin Hood, the movie that Alan Rickman effortlessly stole from under him. I enjoyed it. Went to bed again around 2.30. Friday, 17th of June, Eindhoven, day off. When I woke up, we were arriving at the Holiday Inn, Eindhoven. It was 10.30 in the morning. I arranged to go for a coffee in town with Jack after I'd showered and, as we were leaving, bumped into Ian, so the three of us walked into the centre of town past Barrel Organs and the bustle of Friday shoppers. Eindhoven is a very modern-looking town full of people who seem to have both money and time on their hands. In England, it's usually either one or the other. After a while, we found a pleasant street café, where Priv, Alan and Brian were already enjoying the first beer of the day off, and joined them for, what was to me, breakfast. The Holiday Inn is a particularly uninspiring place, and I was in no hurry to return, so I spent most of the day in the cafe writing this diary or wandering around the shops looking for sunglasses for Sophie, a promise. Returned to the hotel at seven and did the solarium and the swimming pool both deserted. I hadn't brought swimming trunks with me, so I swam a few lengths of the pool naked. No one showed up, so I didn't have any explaining to do. Showered, got dressed and went out again, trying to decide whether or not to eat. I was recognised in the street and went for a beer with a couple of the locals, before returning to my favourite cafe, where I was given free beer and nachos with melted cheese. It was 11 o'clock and the kitchen was closed, but one of the cooks was a fan and sorted me out. I invited him to tomorrow's show. Bumped into Alan and Jack and went to a couple of bars. Ran out of steam around one and walked back to the hotel to sleep.
1: And we're back, Yay! and for the first time this week—well, not the first time—but we're now going to talk to. For me, the first time I'm talking to Mr. Mr. H this week because you've obviously you've just done the diary reading. That's fine, um, yes. but this is the first time we've spoken this week, isn't it?
0: It is. Yes, I've I've been a bit off colour this week, and I don't know why. I've just been uh, I've been a bit wrung out. I've uh, I've had a COVID test that was negative, so it's not that. But I've just felt a bit duff all week, so mm. who knows what that is. Mm. Mm. But I'm,
1: I'm slowly improving. But consequently, it's Thursday, so we are it's, definitely behind, aren't we? We're
0: way behind, yeah, because I kept mm. I kept bailing. I'm, I was on the chaise longue, being tragic, and... Uh, oh, is there a picture? <laughs>
1: only in my <me> mind. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I haven't really oh. got a
1: chaise longue. I love the idea of you being tragic. <laughs> oh, I can be dreadfully tragic. I, I, I'm um, an I awful been... patient. What are you like when you're ill? I'm awful when I'm ill.
0: Um, there's no point around here being awful. I don't get any sympathy. So there's, there's I tried it uh, right. fairly early on in uh, Linetra and I's relationship. But she used to work in, the, um, in A&E in, in Copenhagen, you know the main the main danish hospital watching people come in from car crashes or people yeah. coming in from mul- with multiple bullet wounds and so whenever i say i'm running a bit of a temperature darling i get absolutely nothing back and <laughs> she just looks at me she doesn't even
1: raise an eyebrow <laughs> yeah. let alone we, me. we used to live next door to a, a paramedic who was a first responder and he's all he thought about was if it's life threatening i'm interested if it's not life threatening then just sort yourselves out yeah so not interested got basically be life threatening
0: my relationship
1: yeah i like that <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i've been chatting to your sisters as everybody's heard um and mm. and you've you've i'm giving you these questions blind because you've not heard these chats yet or i don't think you've heard these no
0: chats. i haven't heard them I haven't so, heard
1: I've so shied away. I shied away. So I'm going to hit you with some of the things that they said that struck me. So we're not going to talk about diary this week. And we could have talked about diary this week, because yes. I could have picked up on a couple of things, like oh, the bit. fact that you alluded to the fact you've started brushing your hair after washing <laughs> it for the first time in 20 years. How that got in your diary, I have no idea. I really do want to know about skinny dipping in Eindhoven, but we can come back to that. Uh, and at some point we might have to talk about Robin Hood. But we're going to leave diary questions. They might go in the odds and sods. Uh-oh. I've got questions from your sisters. The first one, I asked I asked them both what the first memory of you was and Jilly just came out with straight away, as fast as you like, he used to kick my imaginary dog. Well, that tells you quite a lot about both of us, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a moment when she said it.
0: Basically, she's nuts and I'm horrible. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think is, is is in a nutshell. Um, I don't remember that at all. I don't remember no. her, her having an imaginary dog, um, and I'm slightly concerned that it's not come up in conversation again more recently. <laughs> she's obviously, she's obviously keeping that well buried. Mm-hmm. Um, it, maybe may, maybe there's a, you know a core damage there, um, yeah.
1: but. Um, I think it's
0: coming out again fairly it's, soon. It's coming out. Uh, no, I don't remember her having an imaginary dog and I don't remember kicking it, but it's the kind of thing, I, you know, older brothers of a certain age would seize upon yes. if uh, they had the chance. Um, you know, it's it's sort of in the manual, isn't it? You've got to talk to your younger sisters whenever you can. Um, so I probably did a bit. Um I don't remember that and and um, I'll, I'll apologize next time I speak to you. Sure, sorry for kicking your imaginary dog
1: I think Sue was a little taken aback with it as well so that's another t-shirt uh, isn't it, yeah, it is it yeah. Stop <laughs> kicking my imaginary dog yeah. um, Sue's first memory a lot of it came to, was to do with this Mrs. Homer who lived down the street who was the the, the ball stealer I do remember that cow uh, she lived next
0: door but one. I think. I'm pretty sure she lived next door. In fact, I know she lived next door but one because I couldn't have kicked a ball to next door but two. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You're not a natural footballer. (laughs) No. They they weren't big houses either. But anyway... um, Yes, she was a she was a nasty piece of work. I mean, it, it, if the kids in the street were kicking a ball about and it went over her fence into her back garden, uh, instead of instead of throwing it back over, she would take them in. And she had a son called Russell, who used to occasionally play with our balls. If you will pardon the expression, mm. um, just 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 to you know to gloat that he'd mm. uh, and he was slowly acquiring all the balls in the street. Um, and she had them in a string bag which were hanging up on a nail in the window of her garage which was mm. visible from our our uh, garden which again was an indication of what a nasty piece of work,
1: piece of work she, she was. Not only mm.
0: did she steal them, she displayed them mm. <laughs> where we couldn't get at them um, and, um, and yes, yeah, she wasn't nice. And me and John Leedale, who, who lived probably equidistant on either side of Mrs. Homer, right? we were at 36 and he was at 46 Lake Ean Road. So that's what, five, five houses up the road because they were in twos. Okay. So, yes, yeah, she would have been at, um, at 36, 38. She'd have been at 40. Um, and he was at 46. And so we were in a, we mounted a, a commando raid. One one day and we went over her back fence and we managed to get into her garage and nick the whole lot back in one fell swoop and we kept her string back. Um, and <laughs> we liberated the balls and uh, returned, you know, went up and down the street returning them all to their rightful owners. That didn't go down well with Mrs Homer. Um, but that was no, the... Reason. Yeah, Nice
1: thing. It's a nice yeah. nice gesture. yes.
0: Yeah, and it was the only it was the only kind of act of of daring do that that had any success in my in my young life. In fact, arguably in my entire life was the, Well, we should celebrate it.
1: Yes. We need we need one of those small commando magazines. You know the, the little war <laughs> magazines that everybody used to have that were quite small. You need one of those based on that particular escapade. <laughs>
0: Yes. Yeah. Well, we've got. Um, there's a bunch of guys in America who've just made a kind of cartoon magazine of Marillion.
1: I saw an image the other day.
0: So maybe I should contact them and see if they can they could do a a small a small, um, small spin off note- notebook sized <laughs> commando raid uh, I
1: think, edition. I think we should. I think we should <laughs> get that one in. I think that's brilliant. I love that. It doesn't seem like the behaviour, you know, returning all those balls to the rightful owners doesn't seem like the behaviour of somebody who kicks a dog, but then, you know, maybe you you'd got over the dog kicking by that point.
0: I was probably just in a good mood
1: yeah, that day. Right, or a bad right. mood. Or the a bad mood, whatever. I, kicked,
0: I don't remember kicking her dog.
1: I'm. I'm. Do you know what? The, She's
0: I, probably dreamt it. She's mental.
1: Yeah, well... <laughs> I was just about to say you don't strike me as the as the type, and then you just said she probably dreamt it. She's mental. <laughs> it seemed a little bit against what I was trying to suggest about your good nature. But no, I, I it didn't ring necessarily true. But she was adamant. She was adamant. Um, what I must ask as well, because Sue didn't know, but this piano that 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 you got so mm. you you don't know this bit of story but um i mean you'll know the story but you don't know what you've not heard what sue said but mm. apparently this you wanted a piano you're mm. in your teens you wanted this piano yeah and, and i they just got seen the deep ads. purple you know
0: and come back but that's it you know i've had the epiphany go home badger the parents incessantly and so that's yeah. what happened
1: and and your mum apparently didn't want to encourage you too much in case yeah. it was a phase understandably um, so they found this piano in the free ads. There was some argument about whether it was five pounds or four pounds. Um, <laughs> if it was four pounds, I'm assuming you've beaten somebody down, which is good that work. That
0: was a lot of money in those days. It's it like was equivalent a lot of money. to like twelve quid now. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. I think carefully before spending twelve pounds on a piano. But, but we said, do you remember the make? Yes,
0: perfectly. It was a Collard and Collard. And I even, I mean, I very, very rarely saw another one. Um, And so whenever I've seen another collard and collard piano, it's been an occasion in my mind. And I I stumbled across one in uh, Amsterdam when I was making the You Dinosaur Thing video. And so it's in there. I've put it in there. I said, make sure that goes in to Neil Spaniferon. So there's just the, there's just a little of of a collard golden, and collard golden.
1: piano because that that was the one I learnt to play on. That's really lovely. That yeah, I like that story. That's really nice.
0: Yeah, and and, uh, it, it, and who else did I know? I used to know. Uh, well, I still still do know a girl called Lana Lana Topham, who. Uh, now lives in in, in in Vancouver, and she does a lot of work for Pink Floyd. Um, and she used to work in the video department at EMI and she had a collar and colored piano story. I don't know if she'd had one and then I knew another guy who was an engineer was Elton John's engineer. And I did a bit of work with him and uh, he lived in Surrey and I went over to his house one night for dinner and he'd got one. He'd got got a baby grand. So they're the only Collard and Collards I've ever come across. But I've never forgotten it, you know.
1: Was it made in the UK? Was it a UK Yes,
0: London, I think. Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah, because there was something on the news the other night about the fact there's only one piano manufacturer left in the UK, one piano builder left in the UK. And they're can in York, that. and yet there used to be hundreds. Yeah, it's um, a lot of work
0: making a piano. Yeah. they so complicated,
1: and apparently it was tuned and re- and and kept on the road by this blind fella. What was your piano? That's oh, what was go, it. That's, that's what your sister said. There was this blind bloke came round who used right. to be your piano tuner.
0: What? And he ended up with
1: it, or did no, he have no, it before he, we he just got it? He did work on it. He kept. He, he kept it. He, Oh no, he, he did used.
0: To, yeah, there was a blind chap who used to come round and 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 t- tune it and do do minor repairs to it, or occasionally slightly more major repairs. Um, and I used to repair it as well. I used to get stuck in, take it a bits and put new pegs in, and um, pull the pull the strings out whenever they went because they just go bang and. Uh, and then they'd be all over the other strings. So if you played it at all, it kind of go. <laughs> so you had to get them out once they'd broken. Once
1: they're gone, so, yeah. So I did a bit of that. Um, mm.
0: Did did Sue say well, what happened to it? After? No, she didn't know. We were going to ask you. No, I didn't know whatever happened to it. It stayed in um, it stayed in my mum and dad's back room for yonks and yonks. Um, I don't know. That was it. That was down in Wheatley Hills, but then they moved to Armthorpe. So it must have gone when they moved house. They must have Mm. got rid of it at that point. I was loath to to get rid of it, but what can you do with a great big thing like that when you you live hundreds of miles away and your mum and dad are trying to move house?
1: You can't very well say, don't you dare sell that piano. So I didn't. Well, the plea goes out from now. If you if you think you know somebody who might have a Collard and Collard piano that might have come from the Hogarth's back room, then it'd be lovely to find out what happened to it. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, and then yeah. a couple of a couple of quick things to finish. And um, if you stuck it on a just,
0: bonfire, don't you know? Don't feel you can't tell me. I will understand. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We 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 get it. We get it. <laughs> so a couple of things to quickly finish, uh, and they both came from your Jill. Um, so obviously sue 's as has sensible stuff so far, and jill 's just going going a little bit wild um and Jilly said that when it came around to the time when you were going out with your mates, so probably sort of I don't know fifteen sixteen or whatever when you were going out into the wide world of an evening um but she wasn 't allowed to go out yet. you used to nick her clothes, you used to nick her blouses and her jackets <laughs> because apparently you 're very similar size frame wise Right. No, we probably were
0: back in those days. I don't entirely. I mean, I was a proper, proper hippie uh, in the um, at, at that point when I was about seventeen or eighteen. So I, uh, as I've said before, I would go out in yellow. I had a pair of yellow clogs, and um, I had. I used to wear those sort of t shirty tops that had loads of embroidery. Grape Big flared sleeves, loads of beads, half a bottle of patchouli oil. Uh, occasionally finished. Oh, uh, Levi's used to do a thing called gypsy cords, that were like the kind of things that kind of trousers Jimmy Hendrix would have worn. They were they were a fine corduroy, but they were all patterned with that like sort of paisley and mad shit. Mm. So I used to wear those with my yellow clogs and then I'd top it all off with the bathrobe. Um, I, I suppose when the bathrobe was in the wash, I probably nicked one of Jilly's jackets for good oh. measure on the way out the door. But I don't actually rem- remember stealing her clothes. I'm beginning to think she's just had some bizarre dream. Uh, but... Um, it's possible, you know. I am a cabbage, and 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 I wouldn't have had much. I, I wouldn't have had any qualms about going out in in girls' clothes back then at all.
1: I, I tell you what, I, I still love this. So you've got your gypsy cords, you've got your clogs, you've got your flowery t-shirt. At which point you go to yourself, we're not quite there. Hand me the it bathrobe. Needs something. <laughs> <laughs> you know. It's just not quite, what am I missing?
0: Yes. Also, I would then get on a bus into a town on a Saturday night that was full of coal miners and then be surprised when somebody punched me. Uh, that
1: You know, thinking back, that, that I should have seen that coming. Yeah. I actually I am actually, a little bit surprised that you got punched, not because I don't think you probably weren't eminently punchable. I think I think that was a look you definitely seemed to have nailed. But just, I, I get the impression it was almost too easy sport at that point. It was almost like, you know, shooting a pheasant at three yards. It, 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 you thought they'd have gone after something a little bit. I
0: think at that stage in my life, what I'd yet to really fully grasp was the importance of not gazing directly into the <laughs> eyes of of people who were offended by your very presence, um, instead of just scuttling by quietly, I yeah. used I used to fix them with a gaze, yeah. um, <laughs> possibly a gaze that said, "You're a bit dull, aren't you?" You know that kind of gaze, and that would push them over the
1: edge. Yeah. Let me scuttle by you as quietly as I can in my clogs. <laughs> no, that wasn't it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, oh! <laughs> it was dear. more and... of a, a steady gaze and an Oscar wild flourish, I think, yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that, that was probably what... It, I'm going to give you sheer... my tragic this week. It, it was the sheer cheek of, of, uh, of you know, of that. I did the, <laughs> the, the, there was a whiff of Quentin Crisp. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a little bit more than a whiff if I'm being honest, but (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> there, there we go and and the final thing and we'll we'll finish this week and by the way I must say what a pleasure it was to, to 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 chat to him I mean I mean and we've got another bit we've got the second bit of the conversation coming for 51 so you're not getting away with it this easily. there's more of this to come but the final thing that both Sue and Jilly did uh, say was you you' develop long hair you, you'd grown your hair in sort of i don't know 15 16 time or what have you and you were you were encouraged by your parents for Forcefully by the sound of things to have it cut, and apparently yeah, when you came be. back from having your hair trimmed, uh, it hadn't gone down very well. Your life had your life had ceased to had ceased to be at that point in time.
0: Yeah, I mean they probably just remember me, you know, doing the flounce, uh, doing the old uh... doing the flounce. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the first signs of the singer's hissy fit were probably coming through at that point. Um, I did once go and get that haircut that um, Dave Hill from Slade had, you know, the one with the, the arched <laughs> fringe. I did that once um, just because no one in their right mind would. Uh, and so I was the only person in Doncaster with that haircut. And when I saw it, uh, having given the, the reluctant hairdresser exact exact instructions on how to achieve the look um i went home and cried <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible mistake and took ages to grow out
1: oh that was a very particular cut wasn't it
0: that was one hell of a haircut i mean yeah. wow um what possessed me um but yeah i did i i, I did the uh, you know I went to Danham Grammar School and it was a grammar school, so the it was a little bit bit tighter about you know the rules and having to have your hair of a regulation length and not wear beads and not not do this and not do that. you know you had to have your cap, but you didn't have to wear it, which was a fantastic relief um because i've all i've always looked dreadful in hats my whole life i just haven't got a face for a hat um but we had we had to carry our school caps um that was the rule and and so the teachers could ask you to produce it so you'd always have to have it in your blazer pocket but because you didn't wear it then then it, it was no longer a cap it was more of a a utilitarian object, you know, that could be a rugby ball or could be something that you threw onto roofs. Mm. Um, so everybody's school caps looked like they'd been in the war. Um, nobody wore them, but they carried them around. And yeah, I had to, I had to, I occasionally got a bollock in for, for my hair being too long. But I think that I was certainly not unique in that. Regard yeah. back yeah. in back in the seventies, that was the fashion, but the schools used to rail against it. Mm. Like that. like a game, really. I think all of it. Yeah, I'd,
1: I'd agree with that. Well, we'll leave it there for for fifty, and uh, and we'll and we've got the second half of this next time. So there's another bit of. Conversation with Jillian Sue, which is more in the kind of uh, the, the pop star years. Um, so didn't they? Didn't they remember me falling down those stairs on her, at her birthday party? Did
0: she no. not mention that? Didn't that?
1: That didn't know of no.
0: Flyman.
1: No, that no, yeah. that come. didn't come up. But the dog <laughs> did. So um, I'll let you have those conversations privately. <laughs> um, but but no, that didn't come up. Uh, didn't come up. But we'll 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 find a way of getting that in at some point. So um, well, I'll see you. I'll see you next time to do this again to do the little the little wrap next time when we've we've had the second half of the of the chat with your sisters. Okie dokie. Uh, and thanks everybody. And we'll we'll catch you. Uh, well, over to age now for a, for a bit of Chromecast. Here it comes.
0: a short crown cast today only a couple newbies to thank thank you Alex Johnson thank you Jimmy White, I really appreciate your subscription. Send me your birthday.